Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Welcome back, Spermcast listeners. Well, it has been one hell of a week. Holy free holies, you guys. I want to jump right into it, but I have to quickly say something to the new listeners. Hey, new listeners, thanks for joining. If you're dying to start the podcast from episode 12, that's totally up to you, and I'm sure you'll have a good time. But just so you know, this podcast is kind of a serial podcast. It's a journey, a roller coaster of a journey. And if you start from the very beginning, you'll get a lot more out of it. So let me just give you a second to stop this episode right here and go back to the first episode so I don't spoil anything for you. And we're back. Are you still there? Are you gone? Oh, no. Oh, okay, you're here. Okay, well, in that case, let me just give you a quick backstory. Molly Hawkey, actor, writer, comedian, headshot photographer, soon-to-be ex-Airbnb host, wants to have a baby, turning 40 in a month, looking for a sperm donor, needs to get her shit together. There, you're all caught up. Okay, back to the episode. Well, I am happily overwhelmed with all the wonderful things that are happening right now. Things couldn't be better. But there is one small detail that is absolutely freaking me out. First, the good stuff. After the Washington Post article, I was interviewed by Madeline Brand on her show Press Play on KCRW. For those of you who don't live in Southern California, KCRW is a national public radio member station. I'll put a link to the segment in the show description. In general, things are going really great with the podcast. I'm getting the most wonderful feedback from listeners, new and old. And I even got some hate mail. Want more good news? Well, remember in last week's episode when Amanda said this? Look at Smilf. Okay, I present you, yeah, Smilf. It's an amazing yeah. show. Frankie yeah. Shaw, who is in our community, she's yeah. on a basketball team, um, made a short film about an experience she had that was close to her heart. It went to Sundance, and now she's got a show on Showtime, and she's living all of our dream. Yeah. So <laughs> She really is. She is, and it's amazing, and she deserves it. So you need to do a Smilf. Well, this week, I actually got to audition for Smilf, and lo and behold, I booked the role. And now I get to go to Boston and shoot this fun scene with Frankie Shaw herself. So what's the bad news? Well, the conventional way of getting to Boston from Los Angeles is to take a plane. But remember two weeks ago when I had a panic attack in North Carolina while trying to board a plane? Yeah, I'm petrified. Me, Molly, strong, independent, fearless, rock climbing, adventurous, suddenly petrified of flying after never being afraid of it before. But it's not really flying I'm afraid of. I'm not worried that the plane's going to crash. I'm just worried I'm not going to be able to breathe once I get onto the plane. So for the past week, I've been working myself into a fit. If I allow myself to think about the flight, my blood runs cold and I feel tingly and vibrating all over. I get short of breath. I start crying. I'm pretty much giving myself a continuous panic attack by worrying about whether or not I'm going to have a panic attack. It's an anticipatory fear, a fear of being afraid, and it's totally run-of-the-mill, classic panic disorder. So now what? First, I considered driving to the East Coast. Why not? I love driving cross-country. It would be so fun! But then I started to worry, of course, because I like to worry, that if I didn't fly, then I would just be feeding my anxiety and reinforcing an avoidance behavior. And then I'd never be able to fly again. I thought, no, I can do this. I've got a psychiatrist appointment lined up. I'm going to start an SSRI like Paxil or Lexapro. You know, it worked on me 15 years ago. It'll still work now. SSRIs take a couple weeks to kick in, but at least I'll be on the road to recovery, and that will put me at ease. And then the psychiatrist canceled my appointment that I'd been waiting for for two weeks. Awesome. And then I started panicking again. And then I called 15 psychiatrists yesterday on Monday. Most did not call me back. 
the ones I was able to reach overwhelmingly said that they weren't able to see any new patients for two weeks. Are you fucking kidding me? New patients are the ones that need it the most. Anyway, I finally found a doctor out of network who charges $515 for the first visit. Wow. I booked the appointment. And I guess it's true. America really doesn't give a fuck about mental health care. Anyway, more good news. I just got back from the expensive psychiatrist. It's Tuesday morning, and I have to say I'm very relieved. I have a diagnosis. It's panic disorder. Duh. We talked for 90 minutes, and I finally feel like I can start chipping away at this fear. I'll be starting a very low dosage of Lexapro today, and I'll be armed with Ativan for my flight. And in case you're wondering, I did ask the doctor if I could take Lexapro while pregnant if it came down to that. And she said absolutely plenty of people take Lexapro while pregnant and that I may be able to get off of it if things go well before I start trying to have a baby. So, cool. If you're curious, here are some of the other things I'm doing to relieve panic. I've been seeing a therapist and an acupuncturist. I'm going to be talking to a shaman tomorrow night. I talked on the phone with an anxiety and a fear coach. I cut out all caffeine and alcohol. I'm doing some guided meditations. I ordered a book on facing panic attacks head on. I ordered an adult coloring book with swear words on it. And I even bought $50 worth of crystals that I don't know what I'm going to do with. But they make me feel good, so... I'm doing all of this stuff, but I still couldn't bring myself to book a flight, and I need to leave in two days, so guess who's coming to save the day? My mommy. She's flying all the way out here just to turn around and fly back to Boston with me. I don't know if you know this, but I'm about to be 40 in a month, and if I didn't feel so terrible, I would absolutely refuse. But I'm glad she's coming. So thank you, Mom. So, when is she coming? Wednesday night. When are we flying? Thursday. Am I going to be okay? Yes. Should we move on to the rest of the episode? Yes. Okay. I have a really fun interview today, you guys. He is somebody I've never met before, and uh, he came to me through a friend. In fact, I'll just let the interview explain everything. Please welcome uh-huh. Joe DeRosa. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Uh, you are the first person I've had on my podcast that is a potential sperm donor that I've never met mm-hmm. until today. Well, I'm honored. Woo! I'm honored to be the Columbus <laughs> of sperm. This is great. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> um, how did you find this podcast that you don't listen to? I was Googling... Uh, <laughs> the words uh, sperm and podcast one day (laughs) and and came across this. I thought there must be one that combines them. You were looking for somebody to donate to. (laughs) No, I was talking to uh, our friend at uh, dinner Mm -hmm. uh, who introduced us. You weren't there, but we were talking at a wedding uh, rehearsal dinner. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a rehearsal dinner. What were you eating? (laughs) We were eating uh, fancy pizza and pastas. That's nice. That's my fave. It was nice. We were drinking Wait, wine. Wait, what's your favorite food? Uh, fried chicken, probably. Oh, interesting. Well, and lobster. Oh, the lobster's my fave. Really? So that's a good, that's a yeah. plus for us. That's my definite number one. And I... I Wait, steamed, boiled, um, or like messed up and put in ravioli and shit. No, don't put it Thank in Thank you. Anything. I'm a purist. Yeah, me too. Cheers. Steamed, I guess steamed or boiled. This or is grilled. going great. Yeah, so far so good. <laughs> I love you. Is it too soon? The, uh, Never too soon. <laughs> No, but anyway, you know, it's a wedding rehearsal dinner, so mm. the subject of family and love and all that mm. stuff is in the air, and uh, we're all talking about that, and I, and I just said, you know, uh, I've always had this thing where I, I, I used to do a bit about this, but I was very serious. A I bit? Wanted... Are you a stand-up? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do bits sometimes. <laughs> but I, yeah, I used to have a joke about how I want, but I was, but I meant it. I was serious. I was like, I want to inherit a family. Uh. I don't want to, I don't want to do it the traditional way. I don't want to like, I don't know if I want to get married. Mm. Honestly, I think I do. In theory, I do. I also write for Penthouse. I write op-eds for Penthouse every month. Oh, sexy! And you got you and Amanda have that in common. No, Very no. sexy. Huge penthouse fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against it. I'm not either. <laughs> no, I, I I write op-eds for them every month, and um, and they're always about things like the the, the the running the thread of the column is these are things I was taught to believe in as a child, and I don't think they're real. Right. And I did a bit. I did one on marriage and about like 
my idea of that I had that I have and had of plutonic marriage about why does it have to be romantic? Why can't it just be? I'm I'm a straight man. Why can't I find another man who also has the same straight male interests as I do? And we just say, dude, you're we're married. <laughs> Not for financial benefit or anything. Like, so we support each other. You know, mm-hmm. you do all that stuff. But just like, dude, if you get sick, I'm your guy. Like, I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, or or girl, or you know, whoever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it it you know. So, I, I I became really obsessed with this concept about a year ago, and I kept thinking about it, and it sort of related me back to this. Bit I used to do about wanting to find a woman and just inherit her children after they were 18 mm-hmm. so I didn't have to do any of the shit work mm-hmm. you know um, so we were just talking about all that and your name came up and your podcast came up and, and they said you know our friend uh, Molly she's trying to have a baby the baby's dad doesn't have to be a hus- the husband she just needs some sperm to have a baby and you know you could be part of the baby's life but she'd be the primary person and he'd live with he or she would live with her and i was like that's perf that's what i want it's <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah i was like that's what i want i don't yeah, yeah. like i don't want to live with the baby yeah. i don't want to <laughs> i don't understand these single parents that are like wow we got divorced it's so tough I only get the kids three days a week. I'm like, you're complaining I know, about it that? it sounds fun. You get a four-day weekend, time. then you get to have people that will care for you as you die? Are you nuts? <laughs> That's the jackpot. Do you think if I had a baby from your sperm that my kid would want to take care of you when you're older? You know, I don't Yeah, you could, yeah. You I think so. Bit. I mean, look, it, it's not even about that. Like, I'm not, I, the, like, that's a joke that a lot of people make is like, I just want somebody to wipe my ass when I'm old or whatever. Oh. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying it for that reason. And I'm not even trying to make that joke. I love my nephew very much. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like him until he was like 16. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I loved him. Yeah. But like means you have stuff in common and you yeah. can talk to each other. Mm. We couldn't talk about shit until he was about 16 because I didn't have anything to talk to him about. I'm not good at being like, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, school and, you know, like, <laughs> but when he turned 16, he started having sex and his mom told me and she, cause she bought him condoms so he would be safe. Oh, snap. Um, very progressive. <laughs> And I like went to. I took him to the mall, and we saw Gods of Egypt together. Well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a Christian Bale movie about Moses. Wow. Uh, that Ridley Scott directed. Okay. We went to the mall. We we, we got Chick Fil A for dinner, and then we went and saw Gods of Egypt, and like walked around the mall, and like you know talked about like that, you know. And I was like, "You're being careful, right, man? You know, like, <laughs> all right, yeah, all right, you know." And then he's like. Uncle Joe, look at that sales lady over there. She's hot. You know what I mean? And, and I was like, <laughs> I, I like, I know how to talk to a guy about this stuff. I didn't know how to talk to him about playing fucking Little League. Right. You know, so um, I just liked it. I was just like, I was like, that's a beautiful relationship between a parent and child. I love talking to my parents now. Yeah. Mm. You know, I hated talking to them when I was young. You know, it, it, we didn't have anything. It, parents don't, a lot of parents don't like their kids. They love their kids, you know, but it's like you kids got to go through all kinds of shit before before they become a person who's able to think about anybody but themselves. Yeah. And and I think when you get to split that period of childhood with another person and I don't mean under the same roof, to me, that's a huge benefit to me. Yeah. A lot of people see it as a huge detriment. A lot of people say I can't imagine being away from my kids. I wish somebody came and took my dog away from me four days a week <laughs> I, I wouldn't yeah <laughs> I love him I'd, I'd, I'd take a bullet for him gotcha. I would take I a bullet you. I would jump in front of a truck for my dog gotcha. but if somebody was like I'm gonna take him for four days every week and love him too I'd be like have a ball yeah <laughs> yeah I could see that I yeah. could see that Wait, I have a question for you. I want to ask you about that mm. thing with the two guys getting married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or two, two friend, ladies. Friend yeah. guys, or, two or ladies, ladies and guys. a guy. Right. Um, do you think would those guys live together? Oh yeah. Oh, that's fun. So it'd be like a like a partnership. Yeah. It's Jay and Silent Bob. Like that's kind of I think subconsciously we'll put Jay the and idea. Silent Bob have a baby. That's their next movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> they always, if you watch the Kevin Smith movies, Jay always says, "This is my hetero life mate." 
yeah. Silent Bob. Like that's like they live together and like they like mm-hmm. that's it. Like there is no separation of them. And I think that's probably what put the idea in my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you you live with them. You you know you pull your money, buy a house together. Yeah, that's I fine. can't buy a house because I'm that not. Was I'm possible. not in a relationship. But then there is a lot of. Um, so have you you know about co-parenting? So you sure. can co-parent. Right. But most of those when people co-parent, they don't usually live together. I don't think they do. I think that would be like a marriage then. But it's interesting what you're talking about. This like. Um, platonic marriage is that I think that's what a lot of marriages turn into mm-hmm. is just like kind of a partnership. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, but I mean, after a while, you are kind of just like, I mean, you probably also maybe you're having some sex if you're lucky, but mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, that's kind of what marriage is. That's, yeah. yeah. And that's the, and that's the, and that's why I like this idea so much is because I have a lot of married friends. Obviously, I'm not going to name names. I have a few that I think. Will you are... tell us after? No, no. <laughs> but I have a few that I think are truly happy. Uh-huh. Uh, I definitely have married friends where I'm like, this is not, you know. And then they're always like, it's so much work, marriage. I'm like, it doesn't have to be. What makes it so much work is you're connecting all this emotional baggage to your genitals. And then the other person can't deal with the fact that you're a human being, either of you are a human being that has needs that, yeah, so sometimes you want to fuck another person. It doesn't mean you're an, an asshole, like, mm-hmm. but most, most marriages can't even discuss the reality of those urges, let alone entertain the idea of allowing your partner to go and have physical whatever yeah. with, you know, some people can I mean, but I don't but think I'd be good at that about either. It, it sounds like a fun idea, but I don't think I'd be able to have that conversation either. I or be able to handle it if my person was... I don't think I could I, I don't think I could exist in an open relationship either. And that's why what I propose is not an open relationship. Mm, right. These people never, ever, ever are physical with each other. Mm, yeah, interesting. It is just a lifetime partnership. Mm. So that way, it doesn't matter if you're straight. doesn't matter if you're kid. doesn't matter. None of that fucking matters at all. It's just I found a person who I love to be around and I have fun with. And I can count on them. And yeah. they also don't want to be in this traditional marriage thing. Yeah. I wonder if there are any... Um, like straight men out there that are co-parenting together if you're listening right in i wonder Possibly. i would be surprised if there were honestly and i don't know why exactly i think because we think that they would think that other people would think they were gay mm. is that does that make sense what i just said yeah like i could yeah. i think straight men would avoid this kind of a partnership because they don't want people to think they're gay yeah, I, I yeah, I think in in most areas that would be the fear of of average men, right? Yeah. You know, it's 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 it, we forget that we live out here where it's a lot more you, you know, it's like so what? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you, you know, uh I'm shocked at, I'm shocked shocked at how homophobic my hometown still is. Where are you from? Collegeville, Pennsylvania. I thought you were from Pennsylvania. I could tell by the way you were talking. <laughs> oh, or maybe right. I asked you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. No, I thought Pennsylvania. Is I like that, that you're like that? I could I could tell you were trash by your voice. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, no, I'm kidding. I love Pennsylvania. Do you? I do. I'm a big I, Steelers I, fan. But yeah, where's like Collegeville? PA. It's outside of Philly. I was born in Philly. Okay. But I go to my hometown, and it's not like it's not like there, there aren't marches about it or anything. It's not like a hate town or something. It's just, but like sometimes I'll be back there hanging out at Christmas in a bar or something, and a guy will make a remark to me, and I'm like, wow man that's like just that that's just still like a thing here at least with some people i've heard shit out here though i've never heard anything out here but sometimes people say the stupidest things to me but i'm not saying it doesn't exist out here i'm just saying like it's it's always been yeah i've looked no i'm kidding (laughs) well you've got to go to the griffin in atwater huh the griffin in atwater oh i heard about that isn't isn't that where you go wait what they had the um the good old the good boys or whatever they're called they had the, yeah I that's just gonna open about a whole that. can of work okay, okay, that's, we a, won't that's touch a very it. heavy discussion <laughs> okay yeah i'd like yeah. to say this publicly what this is the only place i'm gonna say this i might so edit the, it out the, 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 that's fine the proud boys and who are, are supposedly an alt-white alt-right excuse me alt-white. group of guys <laughs> they're like a little off-white went to the griffin i don't like the proud boys okay then uh, a comedian who was part of the Democratic Social, whatever, 
heard they were there and went down to confront them. So right there. We don't have time to talk about this, Joe. You know, you're going to get I in trouble. I have to talk about your sperm. <laughs> but but well, wait. But then people started calling boycott to the Griffin oh. because they let the Proud Boys in. And I'm like, I'm sorry if the one bouncer and the 22-year-old bartender didn't know how to handle the two extremist political groups right. that were clashing in their bar. Yeah. It's like that's not in the training video. Don't Don't make this woman lose her job over this like oh, that's yeah i hear you that's crazy i hear you you know yeah. like so uh, that, anyway that was just that was always gonna say um but i think it's good that that did come up because now you're getting a little more of how my mind no i like your mind it's ticks. a good mind i'm you liking it you have a good it. mind what you have a oh, good me? mind i don't have good ears but i do have a good mind <laughs> <laughs> i really don't i say what a lot anyway okay cool so joe you haven't really listened to the podcast though yet, have you? Have you even listened to the welcome episode? No. Do you have What's you heard the have, you, have you heard the song? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No. I, Do you want me to sing it for you? No, we don't. I have mean, time. If, if you want to, you can. I know it's your podcast. No, no, no. We don't have time. No, I don't listen to any podcasts. But you have a podcast. I do. Quickly, tell us what it is. It's called "We'll See You in Hell," and Patrick Walsh and I. Uh, review and do commentary on mostly horror movies, sometimes sci-fi and sometimes um, uh, fantasy and superhero stuff. Cool. What was the name again? We'll See You in Hell. It's comedic. Do you... Okay, so you don't know anything about the podcast. No, no, no. I, I know what you? I told you at the top. What my friends, our mutual friends told me. Okay, so that's when I told him all about the podcast and what I've been doing so far and what I hope to do in the future. I asked him if he'd ever had any genetic tests done before, and he told me he'd already done it twice, and um, and that as far as he knows, he's not a carrier of anything. And then he told me this. I'm pretty oh. clean, but I'm adopted, so I had to do it. Oh, because wow. I had to. But, you know, I would imagine the one here would be more intense than 23andMe's. Yeah, but I think that is pretty thorough. With I think it tells you if you're a carrier of certain... I came back with nothing. Very cool. Yeah. Um, where where is where are your genetics from? Did you you found that it's out? A, it was about eighty percent Middle Eastern. Oh wow. Twenty percent African. Whoa. Wow. Like Egyptian. Uh yeah, it was like Northern African. It was more Morocco, but there was a sliver of Egypt in there. My, my one of my best friends is Egyptian, and I just realized you kind of like. I see, I see an Egyptian thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was. It was. And my parents, they t when my parents adopted me, they, they the agency said that he's half Egyptian. Oh, they did. So look at me, I could tell. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what it was, but I have no proof. I just know I have like you know they send you highlighted regions. They can only pinpoint it so much. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any questions for me about you know like what how, would you just be entrusting me with your semen? Do you want to know how I would raise that baby? Do you want to know uh, how I, if I would be healthy? If I would be a, I don't know. I think you're healthy. Yeah. But I mean, I, I you don't see, know. You're yeah. si we're sitting here in my kitchen. It's a kind of a messy kitchen. <laughs> what is the, um, <laughs> I watched your, I watched some of your videos. Oh, you thought I was on The Bachelor. I thought that was so funny. That's why you wanted to be a. <laughs> no, no. I watched it like yeah, two days ago before we had already said, let's do this. Um, but I was like, I should look up some of her stuff. I don't know. First of all, I thought your last name was Hawkeye, as I'm sure everybody does. Most people think it's like hockey, like the sport, which is so, so uh, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Hawkeye. I like Hawkeye better than hockey. Hawkeye's a pretty great name. So is hockey, though. So, Thanks. But anyway, the uh, but I looked up some of your videos, and I thought the Bachelor thing was real, and I was like, Man, she seems like crazy a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but then you told me it was a joke, and then I was like, "Oh, that." Then then that made you wake so cool. You know what I mean? Like it went from crazy to like, "Oh no, she's she's great. That's great." It is a fine line. I wonder how many people are out there that think I was on the bench. Like, yeah, a lot. Well, when you like kiss the thing you're drawing, that's what I was like. That was weird. <laughs> anyway, I think. Uh, I think you're very cool. Like so, it's, so you're okay with your baby being with a cool lady? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we we'd have a process to go through before yeah. we get to this. But I mean, you know, the way I look at it more is like you're. Uh, this is your idea. Mm -hmm. You're looking for a donor. If you st if you donate sperm to a clinic, you have no say in the matter. Right. So if I enter into an agreement with somebody where they say this is my plan, this is what I want to do, I have to, I have to follow those guidelines, or else I'm an asshole. So. 
you know, I get the sense you're not an abusive type. No. <laughs> I get no. the sense the child will not be in danger. So it's like, <laughs> I can't think of what else I would really have a problem with. Um, and I would... Uh, what about, hmm, what about like child's chin size? <laughs> would you, I'm, I'm do fine you think with that our, what, How do you think our baby would look? Well, I think because you're blonde and I'm... Brunette, like it sort would of prob- Middle Eastern, it's it would probably be a nice mix. Yeah, I'm looking at you guys. I think it would be good. I think it would be good. I, I think the mix of features would be good. Yeah. yeah. Although your eyes are uh, your your eyes are like my eyes. Mine are kind of deep set, and I think your eyes are a little deep set too. Oh, and we have the same uh, the eleven frown. Yeah. Yeah, we have the same frown. So we yeah. our child would have a tense forehead. That's okay. But you have I have a two head, and you've got more. You've got a four. You know okay. what I mean? Like yeah. a tiny forehead. Yeah, yeah. So I could use... I never didn't notice that yeah, till right now. just two fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Your noses are opposite a little bit. Interesting. Like yours is more angled and yours is more round. So yes. I think that would be nice. Yeah. Or just yeah I, think it could, I think it could... Could average. What's your, good size ears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's your ethnicity? Um, I'm English, Irish, Scottish, German. Yeah, I think it'd be a nice blend. Yeah, Mix that'd be fun. Mix it up fun. a little bit. What, but what, Do you sunburn? No. Do you have any um, uh, alcoholism or mental illness in your family? Oh, you don't know. Not that I know of. Adopted. No. Yeah. Not. I mean, not that I know of. Yeah. I mean, I. I take, Are you? I take Prozac. Mm, for, if you consider that for mental. Do you illness. mind us being on the on the podcast? No, I okay. talk about it all the time. Oh, cool. Um, Prozac for what? Depression. Uh, I just, I just would like would get anxiety and and my, mm-hmm. you know, I just felt like I couldn't. I was. It, look, let's put it this way. It was not like I can't get out of bed stuff. It was just like, yeah, not nothing against that stuff. No, if you hard, have that, no, it's, tough. It's, a, it's hard stuff. But um, but I just was in a place where my anxiety and my worries, like, were I just couldn't look at things through a through a clear filter. Which is where I'm at right now. Yeah. Currently. No. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's tough, and I I I'm a big believer that the brain is another part of your body, like anything else, and when there's a problem with it, you can take a medicine to help that problem. Yeah. And uh, I don't understand why there's still a stigma around that i think that's absolutely so it's crazy that there's a stigma around that there's a stigma that people think you're crazy if you take medicine to help you yeah i actually worried about mentioning my panic attacks on the podcast because i thought people would think i would be an unfit mother that's horrible no well people have them yeah People have them. I mean, it's, you know. That's right. If you suffer from anxiety, you are not alone. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America and the National Institute of Mental Health, an estimated 18% of the population suffers from anxiety-related issues with or without panic attacks. One of the best ways to deal with panic is to actually know what's going on physiologically. So I reached out to Dr. Marshall Seligman. You remember him. He was the pediatrician I spoke to when I couldn't get a geneticist on the phone in episode one. Well, back when Marshall was in college, he started experiencing some panic stuff. So he decided to delve deep into the subject to study it and figure out what was going on in his brain. Now, I know I've talked a lot about panic in this episode. And so if it's triggering you in any way, please feel free to skip ahead to minute 33 because you you might hear some emotion in my voice coming up. Um, But anyway, here I am mid-conversation with Marshall. Knowledge is power when it comes to panic attacks and like understanding what what the cycle means is mm-hmm. kind of the key to, to breaking it to some degree. Yeah, I think so too. So, I, I mean, essentially what a, a panic attack is, is it's, it's a feedback loop. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, like a microphone, how you can get that feedback. And what happens is the audio that goes into the mic comes out the speaker, which is picked up by the mic, which amplifies it, and it gets louder and louder and louder. Oh, that's, God, that's a, panic- a great yeah. analogy. That's that's exactly that's a microphone's version of a panic attack. And and so what happens when when you have a microphone that's that's having feedback? What do you do? You immediately first thing you do is you recognize that that's what's happening, and then you try to separate the part that's amplifying it, and that's how you stop it. And to some degree, panic attacks, it's a little bit of an oversimplification, but to some degree, panic attacks are very similar. What ends up happening is something physiological happens in your body. You may feel slightly lightheaded. You might feel slightly nauseous. You might have a, a little bit of a fast heartbeat for some reason or another. It could be because you're anxious about something. It could be because you're not feeling well. Um, but whatever that is, especially if you've had a history of having panic before, 
you start to worry that that smallest sign of whatever it is could then be the start of a panic attack. And what that does is it gets you worried about it. Mm -hmm. That then amplifies the signal. And now your heart rate goes up a little bit, which you then notice. And you're like, oh my God, my heart rate is going up. This is turning into a panic attack. Then you start breathing heavier. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't catch my breath. This is going to be a really bad panic attack. Um, What happens when, you know, you, you may start sweating because now your adrenaline is starting to kick in. If you're breathing really quickly and kind of hyperventilating, you start blowing off all your carbon dioxide. You may get more lightheaded and dizzy because you're breathing too quickly. You can get um, numbness and tingling in your uh, fingers and toes. Sometimes you can even get like spasms of your of your hands and feet from just breathing too quick and hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. So the key to some degree is recognizing when you're in that cycle and the fact that you've had panic attacks before and it's never killed you, Mm -hmm. right? So once you recognize, okay, I'm having a panic attack or I'm, I'm leading myself into that panic attack, what you have to kind of recognize is, oh yeah, like I have seen these, these symptoms before. And if you can sort of intellectually distance yourself and be like, that's kind of interesting. Like, this is kind of curious that, you know, I wonder what happened first. Did my heart rate go up first or did my breathing go up? And like, Mm -hmm. if you start rationally thinking about it, it can take you out of those symptoms. But are you afraid of flying itself or just having a panic attack on the plane? Not afraid of flying, just afraid of having a panic attack while flying. Okay, because that- I'm I'm afraid I won't be able to breathe once I get on the plane. So this is the part where I cry <laughs> when I think about it, I start crying. Oh, Molly. So scary. It is a scary thing. Yeah. But let me give you the, <clears throat> let me give you the, the doctor's standpoint, worst case scenario of a panic attack, which is you have such a severe panic attack that you pass out. And then my body can breathe on its own and I won't have to fuck it up. Exactly. It's all, it's all cerebral. It's all, you know, our our outer cortex as soon as you take that out of the equation like in the worst case panic attack scenario where you breathe so hard that you actually pass out your brain takes over and you start breathing and so panic attacks will not kill you and so it's good to have that as like a cornerstone in the back of your mind like at the worst of it whatever's happening like not gonna die yeah um which is a good sensation it's not gonna you know that's that's not the the only thing that's gonna fix it but um yeah. and you can get over yeah. and you can get over this molly i, I will I have faith I mean, in I you, ha- and you and you will no you're you're going through so much right now there is absolutely mm-hmm. nothing wrong with getting family and friends and emotional support and you know getting getting the the stability that you need to get through whatever it is you need to get through yeah You've been on plane rides before and you survived all of them. Right. You've had panic attacks before and you survived all of them. And mm. you were a, a strong, beautiful, smart, funny woman who can get through anything. Yeah. Um, yep. So. I think this is helpful. Oh. How is my phone ringing? I don't know. It's. It might be a doctor. I should go, like a psychiatrist. Okay. I love you. Bye. Bye, Molly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And now back to fun times with Joe DeRosa. Where were we? What, what is the what is the involvement that you want the husband or not husband? Sorry, father to have in this? Not a lot, or or however much they want, but not nothing dad like. So they could be like fun uncle, or they could be distant. Will the kid know away. he's the? Di- that yeah. I'm the dad. If, the, if they want, if I have a known donor, I'm not going to keep it a secret from mm-hmm. the kid that I used a friend and, and that's how it went. 
Yeah, I don't have an ideal involvement from the dad. It's it's whatever the dad, the you know the biological dad. But wants. say someone wanted to be involved, like you guys don't really know each other that well, and say he he was like wanted to be involved. Like, is that something you you would want to discuss? Yeah, further? no, I don't. I mean, if we, I'd have to obviously get to know you a lot better. But uh, you know, if it's, if we just know each other like this, I would say mm, like, no, you're not like gonna babysit but you can come and hang out and say hi and mm -hmm. come to birthday parties and stuff like that mm -hmm. oh that's great um yeah i mean you don't look like a, a freak to me <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, you sound very intelligent, Thank and you. So do you. Um, I like your sense of humor. You got an East Coast vibe, which is nice. Do you think that sense of humor is genetic? <laughs> uh, I do. Actually, I do because uh, uh, you know my, my my I'm not saying my parents don't have a good sense of humor. They're funny, but yeah, um, you know, I have it without coming from them biologically. Mm -hmm. So I got it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think I think that it is. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's um you know, uh I don't know. That sounds perfect to me. Yeah. I like the idea of coming through on birthdays. You know, maybe I invite you and the baby to Christmas dinner. You know sure. what I mean? So you guys... Well I might be on the East Coast. What if I were to move to the East Coast? That's fine. I might move to the East Coast. Cool. And even if you didn't, I wouldn't be like, I can't live without my baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Being on the other coast. What's um, a what's a Christmas dinner like at your place? Well, it's with my family. Mm. It's kind of loud. Oh, your Christmas dinners are at in Pennsylvania. Oh, we, which South? My parents live in South Jersey now, so oh, cool. we do it in we do it in the Cherry Hill area. Mm -hmm. So it's it's my it's usually my a lot of my family has died. Mm -hmm. um, so my family has been is is pretty small Getting and compact. Smaller. And do so you have siblings? No. No. My, when I say my my nephew, it's my actually my cousin Danielle, my first mm -hmm. cousin, but she has become more sisterly to me over oh, right. the years, and and her parents both passed, mm -hmm. so my parents have kind of stepped in, in a in a more grandparenty role in her kids' lives, mm -hmm. and you know we're just, it's kind of us at Christmas. It's her and her husband and her kids and me and my parents, and sometimes my other co two cousins, you know. We have a pretty tight-knit thing. So yeah. it's very honest. It's very open. It can be loud, mm -hmm. uh, but in a fun way. In I a, think you we know. would invite you to our Christmases, too, if you'd like to come. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. Where, where, you where, could bring your whole family. Where's your Christmas? Westchester County, New York. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's great. I usually uh, perform every New Year's in New York. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you'll see the kid at New Year's. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, it's How old together. are you? 40. Okay, 40. I turned 41 in two weeks. Cool. August 6th. How's your singing voice? Pretty good, actually. <laughs> wow. Do you have Do you have um, a song that um, you could sing and I can try and harmonize with you? I, I, I don't really want to. Yep. But <laughs> that's you know, good. He knows how to set boundaries. Okay. That's okay. good. I don't know if that's learned or inherited, but... Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. You don't even want to sing Happy Birthday? No. <laughs> no, why because I do I... make all of my guests do this, um, no, and you I... would be the first one to say no. But well, that would good. be also then I, then that I would also to... set you apart from them. I stand out. It's, I'm glad that you don't want to sing because guess what? I don't want to either. Good because mm. I actually <laughs> it's not it... <laughs> easy to try to harmonize, and then my nerves get all wild. I so, say this mm. respectfully. The position you're sitting in right now is weird. No, it's not weird. But I understand why you changed into the <laughs> other pants. I was wearing overalls. This would be you shorts. would be like this. I do sit weird. I think I sit weird in every podcast. Before, Everybody mentions before how Before we sitting. started recording, Molly had to slip into her bedroom to change into something more comfortable because <laughs> um, she was wearing little shorts and she said she felt too exposed and now and she was afraid she was going to expose herself and sure enough she would have. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. But uh, it's a good way to sit. It you you can't see anything. I am comfortable. No, no, no. It's I can't see anything. I'm it. just saying, like, you, I get why you changed the short. But we can imagine. Yeah. I'm not imagining anything. <laughs> well, there's no way to really know, is there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, no, I think this is a good pairing. Do you have any um, um, special tricks? What does that mean? Like, um, how about, like, can you curl your tongue like a uh, clover? No. Can you, um, are you double jointed? 
These are things like genetic traits that you used to like no, I do think have, about in I middle do school. Have loose joint, looser joints though. My joints are weaker than average. Interesting. What does that even? They're how not, does that affect you? You're like kind of like Gumby. It's just when you're yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I was a lot clumsier. Honestly, that's oh, what it was. Oh, that's that, fun. That's cute. That's, so that's cute. super cute. But, but I do not, like athleticism. Did you play any sports? I'm terrible at sports. Huh. So that's something but that's to know. okay. How tall are you? Six two. Cool. Mm, that's very fun. nice. <laughs> I tan easily. You do. You oh. don't get sunburned. I I don't think I've ever worn sunscreen in my life. Oh my gosh. Ever. Yeah, you have great skin. Yeah, Thank your you. skin is pretty great. That's nice of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you both have very. How are your nice teeth? Skin. Mine are terrible. Good. Okay. Cavities. I mean, they're a little stained from uh, fluoride. I'm not talking about looks. I'm talking about cavities and root canals and I have to go to crowns. the dentist in a week and a half, but no, I've never had root canals. I've had cavities, but I, I never had to get anything major done. Nice, nice. And your ears? <clears throat> Hearing? As far as I know, Pretty motherfuckers thin. tipped out. Oh, your eyes. You're wearing glasses. What's that? Very story? slight. Okay, cool. Very slight vision <laughs> impairment. <laughs> My really getting into the details here. I'm really scrutinizing. I like this. Does this feel That's, weird to have this done do to you? Do you have chest hair? No. Yes. A lot? I'm, I'm hairy. No, I mean, I'll show you. <laughs> oh, I know, because actually I've seen your Instagram. Um, That's a good amount. That's is, nice. But I shaved it, but I did clip this down, to be honest. Okay. And it doesn't look much worse than this. It's just like... It's it's it's, th- it's evenly spaced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like... It's, for those of you at home, Joe has rock hard abs. <laughs> yeah. And ripped pecs, mm-hmm. super ripped, and his nipples are very far apart. <laughs> they are, they are. I hate my nipples so much. Do you shave your armpits? I clip them down. I don't shave them. Bald. Do men do that ever? If I was a man, I would totally shave my armpits. No, I trim them, especially in the summer. Because, I mean, they, I leave some hair, but like I, tr- I trim them because in the summer they can make your. That's what gives you pit stains. Yeah, mm. I feel bad that men wet. don't get to shave their legs and armpits. Oh. I think many do. <laughs> yeah. And you shouldn't feel bad. You should feel bad for women that they have to. Yeah. Well, they don't have to. I know, but socially. But I want to personally. Yeah, I want to as well. For me. Because I like to rub my legs together in, in, like a like a, what, a praying mantis. A cricket. <laughs> and Joe, you have a good head of hair. Oh, yeah, you do. I, I'm very lucky with my hair. Yeah, and I, <laughs> my beard comes in pretty fierce. I have to, I have to shave. Do women complain when they kiss you? I've, I've had that but, so they, they I chafed? love beards no but when I've had stubble oh that I, sucks I, oh. I've made out with the girls and they'd be like you you have to go shave it's like hurting my like, yeah. mouth like their skin it, not all women but like I can tell like you're you're very fair skinned you'd probably your whole like mouth would probably be like red yeah uh-huh. you know what I mean I've um, experienced this so yeah I, just I have make that sure. problem often oh do you I, just sh- I shave pretty good shave or beard date but the scruff is hard. But that's interesting. It's because of your hair texture. You, um, Matt has, my husband has like the softest oh, stubble. It's crazy. Right. It comes in so soft. Aww. Some guys have that. I, I'm jealous of them. Like some yeah. guys can grow like a nice, fluffy, soft beard. My beard is coarse, man. Mm. I get, I, I, if I don't stay on top of it, I get like razor burn. And, mm. But that's the only hair on my body that's like that. My hair is very, my head hair is very soft. I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you, because you were talking about the beard, and I was thinking, I wonder if he would teach my kid, how, if I had a boy, teach him how to shave, and you were talking about your nephew earlier. So, like, what if I, if I, if my nephew came up to you and was like, Uncle Joe. You mean your, you teach, your son came up to him? What did I say, nephew? nephew yeah. If my son came up to you and said, Uncle Joe, could you t- talk to me about sex? I want to know what kind of advice you would give my son. Well, first of all, I'd say call me dad. No, he can't call you dad. <laughs> he can't call me dad. Because if he calls you dad, then you might have rights it's legal. It's legal. Basically, it like it reverts. Um, it, it negates the sperm donor contract. Like oh, if the kid okay. knows you as dad and you're a babysitter and stuff like he that. He could maybe call you Mister D. Or he could call you Bio Dad. See, I now I would say this. <laughs> I would say this. You 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 need to. You don't need to do anything. You should, in my opinion, figure out a way to creatively explain to him who the father is. I feel like you could face harsh repercussions with the kid later where mm. and trust me as an adopted what person what does that even mean as an adopted person I was told from the day I was born that I was adopted okay. and I never had to go through that adjustment period when I was 12 is when I found that I was Egyptian my mom didn't tell me 
at first. Mm. It was very, very hard for me to come to terms with. Oh, interesting. So a lot well, I'm of people, not saying I wouldn't tell him you were the dad, but he, would, just know, say, he, would, he would call you Uncle Joe. You just say you can't call, call him. Dad. Yeah, you'd say you can't yeah. call him dad for these. Oh, that, that's different. Or you would okay. say he's like the sperm donor. Yeah. He's the biological okay, well, yeah. father. He's yeah. technically your dad, but because we did it different, you call him yeah. mom. Can you <laughs> yeah. call me mom? Yeah. Um, anyway. So what now? What was your question? Little um, little Joey. I wouldn't name him after you though. <laughs> That's fine. It's a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. That's Joey fine. Jr. <laughs> That's fine. Little Joey is um, 16, 17, and uh, he's got a girlfriend. I call you up, and I'm like, Joe, I need you to talk to Joe. He is running around with this girl she's no good for him um she's got really big boobs and i think he's just really horny and wants to see what it's all about can you talk to him and how old is he at this point 16 16 a minute you're joey okay well first i would say to you hold on a second (laughs) (laughs) first i would say to you well why do you think why do you think he's no good for him she's no good why do you think she's no good for him i don't i saw her smoking and she's I saw her at the mall the other day when she was supposed to be in school I think she's like she's got no respect for me meaning what she's always giving me this weird look like she's um because she's giving you weird she roll her eyes at you or she just has a weird face because there's a difference she rolls her eyes at at me but (laughs) she does so she purposefully rolls her eyes at you to be dismissive she seems like she's a brat and does she do it to your face or does she think you're not looking I think she thinks I'm not looking but I am sharp all right well that's 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 fine. I mean, you know, that that's that's kid shit. But she smokes. She does. She smokes, and I. You're sure she smokes? I've seen her smoking. Yeah. Okay. Is, and she smells like cigarettes. Okay. Is Joey smoking? No, he better not be. Well, does he ever smell like cigarettes? No. Do you think they're sleeping together? I don't know. That's why I need you to talk to him. All right. Hey, bio dad. What's up? <laughs> Hi, Joey. Listen, your mom wants me to talk to you about this girl. I forget her name that you're hanging around with. Um, oh, Mackenzie? Yeah, yeah, she's super cool. Well, I got a question for you. I know she smokes. Uh, she doesn't... Joey, shut up. I know she smokes. Stop. <laughs> she smokes. Dad, I know Joey. Bio. Joey, I know she smokes. I'm not going to yell at you about it. Just stop. Are you smoking? Be honest with me. No, bio. Dad, I'm not smoking. You swear to God, look me in the eye. Tell me you're not smoking. I'm... I'm not. Amanda looks away. I mean, Joey looks away. Joey, are you smoking? I need you to just tell me right now. Uh, I one time I did. Okay. Did you Did you like it? It made me cough. It hurt my throat. Yeah, because it's bad for you. You know it's bad for you. You're not dumb, right? No. You've seen the commercials. You know it can kill you, right? Yeah. Now listen, I can't stop you from smoking because I can't live your life for you, and I'm not going to punish you for smoking because that's not going to accomplish anything either. But as your father, I'm going to ask you that father? you Father? Know, I can say the word father to him. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. As your father, I'm going to ask you to stop smoking because I love you and I don't want you to hurt yourself. All right? Okay. Your Uncle John, who you never met, was the greatest dude in the world, taught me everything I know. He's gone. He died when he was 59 because he smoked too much. Okay? I don't want that to happen to you. Because one day you're going to want to have a kid. You're going to want to talk to your kid. Okay? All right? Okay. All right. Now I'm going to ask you another question. Yeah. yeah, I've been waiting for you to talk to him about sex. Are you having sex with her? Da- bio dad. No, not. No. Joey, look me in the eye and tell me if you're having sex with her or not. No, bio Joey, dad. look me in the eye and tell me if you're having sex with her or not. No, I just felt her boobs. Okay. All right. You know what to do if you do have sex, right? Yeah. Wear, wear a condom. Wear a condom. How are you going to get them? I'm going to get it from S- Stefano. No. How are you going to get them? You can't buy them. You're not old enough. How are you going to get them? Seriously, you can't? No. Oh, God. That's stupid. You can buy them at 16. Why? I think you, you maybe. You have to be 18. That's crazy. Hey, guys. Don't worry. I looked it up. And you can buy condoms at any age. So, that's cool. I don't know how I'm going to get them. I'll find them. Listen to me. Does your school office, does the nurse's office at school have them? Oh, I'm not going to do that. Does the nurse, do you know? Yeah, just yes or no. Do you know if they have them? Yes, they do. They have them in a bowl on the counter. Okay, I'm going to go to the nurse's office. I'm going to get them for you, and I'm going to give them to you, and that is not a green light for you to have sex, but I also don't want you doing something stupid. Fine, but don't tell my mom. Uh, Don't tell her about the condoms. Listen, it was good talking to you. I'll see you at Christmas. Stay cool. (laughs) (laughs) What, What did he say? Uh, look, he said he tried smoking once. He said he didn't like it. God damn it. I knew it. Oh, well, 
He's a kid. He's going to do those things. I told him why he shouldn't do it. We just, at some point, we got to cross our fingers. Just hope he doesn't go and do it. Okay, tell me about the sex. He's not having sex with her yet, and I believe him. I don't think he's having sex with her. Okay, well. And I said, why she know? not? She's not putting out. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> ask him that. <laughs> You're taking this less seriously than I am, by the way, and it's your podcast. <laughs> I'm like taking this very you seriously. You really were. Yeah. But keep going. Uh, I don't know if they're having sex, but he says they're not, and I believe him. Um, and he, I asked him if he knows what to do if he ever does he said he knows to wear a condom and I said can you go to your nurse's office and get some he doesn't want to do that because he feels embarrassed I will go tomorrow to the school nurse I will have a talk with her I will get condoms from there for him that's embarrassing why don't I just go buy them okay real Joe let me ask you a question just in general about young boys having sex when, when do boys start having sex I mean, Usually do I want to tell my 17. son who's 16 not to have no, sex? Look, they, have, they have sex a lot younger than that now, I think. I didn't have sex while I was in a, a long-term relationship, but like, do... That's, that's long gone. Yeah. <laughs> With everybody. The girls, too. So, I mean... Porn, porn I would has hope that my, everything I would up. hope that my little Joey would talk to me about this stuff. Well, you hope, but you know, it's like he might not. He very well might not, but porn has sped everything up. That's the thing that parents mm-hmm. need to realize. It's like... Kids can get to porn now so easily. Yeah. It's sped everything up, you yeah. know? So it's like, these kids have sex early. <sighs> I don't early. want them having, him having sex early, but I also don't want him to be, like, scared of sex. Or I had a thing where I only, you know, I equated sex and love until I was 38 years old. So I think it's important to educate a child healthily about what sex is. Yeah, I think hopefully he would have it, he would just talk to me about it. Well, you hope. Good luck. But you have no idea. <laughs> you know, he might not want any part of that with you because he might be in a rebellious phase or he might not want to talk to you about it or you might not agree with his view on it or whatever, yeah. you know. Mm. That's it. Do we have any more questions for Joe? I mean, that's, uh, you sound like you'd be a great dad. Like, yeah, if I you had, yeah, you if you had your own kids. Oh, well, thanks. Hmm. You might want to rethink that, Joe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, uh, oh, wait, we have a question for you. Based on this interview, on a scale of one to ten, where are you? What's your interest in actually doing this? I'm I'm I'm, at, I'm high interest. I, I'd like to I'd like to if 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 the discussion continues, I'd like to continue the discussion. You know. Can we get a number? A phone number? No, a number from one to ten. Right now, I'm at like an eight or nine. All right, very I good. Like it. You know, like, I like I'm very it. interested and curious. Like yeah. I don't obviously can't understand all the ins and outs of a situation like this in, in 35 minutes or whatever but, right but yeah at this point uh, I'm, I'm seriously I mean I'm, I'm, I'm interested and I'm serious about being interested I'd yeah. like to learn more yes cool that's great and I'd like to learn more about you too well thank you yeah thanks Joe this all was right. really fun it was good to I see really you. liked meeting you I liked meeting you too I think you're very lovely and, and very nice and and I think the same about you. And you too. I'm not leaving you out. Thank you. Amanda, she's the best. <laughs> I realize I was late today, so. Oh my gosh, it wasn't. Fine. No, no, no. This was um, fun. I have to go get rid here, of my car. Go. Good luck. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah, what did you think? I mean, he was like, like smart. So smart and like so well spoken. Yeah, was it um on Spermcast where we were talking about how Vince Vaughn is so hot. Oh, does he look like Vince He reminds Vaughn? me a lot of Vince Vaughn. He does. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I knew we had talked about that, but I don't remember if we did it on the podcast or yeah, not. Yeah, it was on Spermcast. Yeah. That's funny. He seems like he wants to be a father figure in the kid's life, which... When I, the kid's old enough to talk to. About sex <laughs> and smoking. I mean, he really honestly made me feel bad for the one time I did smoke a cigarette. Oh, my gosh. When I was in high school. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but he is... Yeah, he he's seems smart. Great. I mean, he seems like he'd be a really good dad. I wonder if he's listening at the door. He's not, <laughs> Probably. Right? No. Oh I mean, we're only saying nice things anyway. That's true. I know. And he seemed like he was taking this really seriously, which is one of the benefits of interviewing people who reach out to you. That's true. You know, because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of interviews where we're asking people to come on and it's not like they've initiated. And I do feel like you're going to have better luck with someone who is especially interested for whatever reason. Yeah. I wonder, we didn't actually ask him what his reason is. Is uh, Do we think his reason is that he just wants to have his DNA out there? 
I think um, from what I got from what he said is that he kind of does want to have kids, but he's afraid of the actual workload. So right. this situation where he could have a connection to oh, yeah. a biological kid without responsibility might be ideal for him. I'm really liking this. <laughs> what? This idea of Joe. I Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah, he's cool. He's tall. He's handsome. <laughs> um He's got nice skin tone. It's funny, like, physically sizing someone up like that. I yeah. mean, you could never gender swap that, and it's okay. Oh, yeah. But he knew what he was getting himself into. Yeah, he asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, just having a, a guy around that's sort of like the uncle, and, and, and he's smart like Joe and has good things to say. And I don't know, Joe just seemed really... I wonder what his dynamic would be if you had a girl. Oh, Yeah. Interesting question. Interesting. Yeah. If he would even want anything with the girl. Or what? I'm sure. I mean, the way he was talking to the son was could also translate to a girl. But yeah, I, I'm know, just I curious. Think he'd be, I think he'd be cool with it. Yeah. But it would be interesting to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love East Coast vibes. Yeah. He had a cool vibe. Yeah. Well, well, you should listen to his podcast and learn more about him. Yeah. Do you like I, horror films? No. Oh, really? I mean, I don't not like him. Would you be mad if he showed your kid a bunch of horror movies? No, I saw Faces of Death when I was four. <laughs> but it would be cool. He seems open to being almost like whatever a step down from a co-parent is. It might be nice to have that. Yeah. Or it could be bad. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get to know him a little bit more. I like his loose joints. <laughs> they were really loose. I mean, you guys didn't see it, but he shook his hand around and it went flailing. <laughs> I wonder if that's genetic. I will say that the anxiety that he spoke about is a little bit of a red flag. And what about the fact that he's adopted and you couldn't really get a full oh, picture of his well, genetic history? We got history. the genetics. Yeah, I know. That's true. But we don't know if his folks passed away at a certain age or, if, yeah, if they've got Alzheimer's or a history of cancer. Would and, that be a deal breaker? Oh, gosh, that's a great question, Amanda. You're always on top of these things. <laughs> I don't know. What about, what do you think? Maybe, um. I don't know. It's tough because it wouldn't stop you from having a baby with someone if you were in a relationship. And if right. the other, I, I think you would just have to do a pros and cons list. And, and at a sperm bank. Oh, yeah. No, at a sperm bank, you do know the family history. It, can he donate sperm if he's adopted? I doubt it because they need to know your family history. It's, it's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. thing to think about. I wouldn't disqualify him because of it, but right. it's just something to note. Yeah. Also, he's 40, so his sperm might not be as modal. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a word. M motility is the word, mm -hmm. but is modal a word? Modal. Mobile? Yeah, it is. I looked it up. It's a word. Modal. Adjective. Referring to zoology and botany. Capable of motion. Moving or capable of moving spontaneously. Modal cells. Modal spores. I don't know. Modal. I don't know. No one's going to ask questions. But if you have any questions, call 323-741-1818. Is that a real number? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye Thanks, bye. Amanda. Thank you, Molly. Love you. Love you. Well, my babies, thank you so much for listening to that episode. I hope you had fun with Joe. He's so great, despite the fact that I talked about panic attacks the whole time. I'm going to be okay, so don't you worry about me. I don't have much time, so let me just get right to it. I want to thank my new Patreon subscribers. We're up to $151. Thank you so much, Mark Dowling, Rachel Drummond, David Williams, Jesse... Karen Hockey, Ashley Canese, Shelly Smith, Teddy Bradley, Elisa Gonzalez, Christina Jacek, and I think there's two more. Hold on, let me see. Hold on, they're new. They're new. Where did that go? I just saw your names. Jessica Feist Hill and Mike Longo. Thank you guys so much. Um, if y'all want to hear the rest of that interview with Marshall, it's actually about 20 minutes long, and I'm going to put that up on the Patreon page. To subscribe and donate to my Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. And uh, you know what else you can do? You can share, you can rate, you can review. Oh, it's just such a great time. If you have any questions or you want to be a sperm donor, email me at spermcast at gmail.com or call me at 323-741-1818 or just follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at spermcast. 
Um, oh, and next week I interview some potential sperm donors who I've never met who reached out to me through email. It's going to be interesting, you guys. I met one over Skype. I met one at a cafe. And uh, I've got more, more to do. So I hope you tune in. Till then. Love you. Bye. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black, white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Oh, shoot. You guys, I forgot to thank Joe DeRosa and Amanda Lund and Dr. Marshall Seligman. I'm so sorry, you guys. Thank you so much for helping me with this episode. Listeners, if you want to find them on social media, you can find that information in my show description, okay? Uh, I'm sorry I'm whispering, but there's people asleep in my Airbnb. Good night. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.